1: what is going on Colts Nation. Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice, your guys Cody and Derek. Back for another episode guys and today we are giving some bold predictions for the offseason for the Indianapolis Colts. Some ones that maybe aren't as popular, some of them that are popular, um, but we're going to give some bold predictions for what we think might happen uh, for the Colts here in the offseason and Derek, we have I believe we have five different things Five different bold predictions, if you will, that we're going to talk about and we're going to highlight here in this episode. So why don't you go ahead, Derek, and let us know what is the first bold prediction that you have and we have here starting off this episode?
2: Well, one of the big possible things we were mentioning right off the bat, and I don't know, I have a feeling that there might be a different direction that we, that we take, but after what we have seen from Chris Ballard in a lot of different draft ways, uh, don't be surprised if best player available is what we end up receiving in the draft, even if it's not necessarily a position of need. You know, there's always been there's always been times when Ballard has done this. You know, most famously we talk about Jonathan Taylor. We talk about when, when we have Marlon Mack, who just came off of a 1,300 yard rushing season. Uh, we didn't really necessarily need Jonathan Taylor at that time, but you know Ballard saw a uh, an elite player at the position and just said we couldn't pass that up. So I feel like this could definitely be another one of those times, Cody. There's a lot of different opportunities for Indy to attack this, and I mean there's there's a lot that can go into it. So if there's a guy there that even at a position of need that you don't really feel like you need, don't be surprised if Ballard does it because you know, you're know you just trying to get the best players that you can available uh, to your team to try to help this team improve with Anthony Richardson.
1: Yeah, I would agree. And I think when you think of some positions that, You know, we would say aren't top needs, but potentially could see the Colts going. Another more popular one is Brock Bowers at number 15. You know, everybody, there's been arguments, Derek, I've seen different people on social media, even in the comment section, you know, saying we don't need a tight end. Tight end is not a need for the Colts. But I think we definitely disagree with that. And we say, hey, we look at Brock Bowers less like this is a position he plays. And more like this is a playmaker, right? And that's one thing that you know Chris Ballard talked about in his end of the year pressures. is they wanted to be able to get uh, more shots down the field and more vertical plays and things like that. More explosion, I think, is the word that he used. And so, what better way to get explosion than to draft a tight end that can do the things that Brock Bowers can do, right? You think tight end okay is one, maybe like safety, which is we we would agree is probably a need but maybe not as much as some of the other needs. So those would be kind of the two that I think off the bat that people would be caught off a little off guard by um, if the Colts were to go that way. But I definitely think if there's a player there that they sit in there for them and they're like, he is the best player on our board. We're going to take him. Don't be surprised because like you said, we've seen Chris Ballard do this in the past where it's not necessarily a position of need. Like nobody penciled running back as a round two need Derek back in 2020. And Chris Ballard went and pulled the trigger because Taylor was just that good of a player. And so I would say that just don't be surprised if that were to happen here in round number one. But definitely would be interested to see kind of what how that goes about and what Chris Ballard does with that 15th overall pick. And very well could address one of the top needs. But you know what? If somebody like Bowers is sitting there and he's by far the best player on the board at that time for the Colts, say don't be shocked if the Colts go that direction.
2: Yep, absolutely. Uh, Cody, what, what was the second thing that we said that we would expect the Colts to try and do here, uh, especially in free agency?
1: Yeah, so we kind of talked about don't be surprised if the Colts, the way the Colts kind of decide to attack the offseason is, and especially in you know the secondary, if they really address that and use free agency to address that position. I'm thinking specifically safety, Derek, where we've seen the Colts, you know, uh, or we've seen, you know, the inexperience for the Colts last year at free safety really rear its ugly head at times and really be that liability out there. Right. Now, obviously, the Colts have to resign a few of their own in the secondary. But still, there are a lot of good names out there, Derek, a lot of good free agent safeties. And so I'm saying don't be shocked at all. If you look at it and you say the Colts signed a couple, you know, veteran guys, quote unquote, you know, even if they are still you know, fairly young, the Colts signed a few of these guys and they signed a few new starters in their secondary. And I, I would think if the Colts are going to address it at any you know, major capacity, I would think free agency would be the way the Colts would do that.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed.
2: Yeah, I think I've mentioned this so many times already throughout the offseason that the safety market is so deep right now that you have no choice but to attack it. Like that really, it would be a disservice if you were to sit there and suggest that you don't try and attack. The safety market that has at least four, five, six different guys that could legitimately be uh, ultimately, maybe even Pro Bowlers on your team going forward. So there's way too much talent available around the league for Indy to not try to attack this. And as far as corner position, we've seen Indy this last year go extremely corner heavy in the draft, Cody and you know, Ballard admits to it and says, you know, that was, you know, my idea of doing it because I wanted to get younger at the position, but I wanted us, you know, to try and get some brand new faces in there. And I think that Ballard has done a good job at it. And I wouldn't even be surprised if they still go with corner in the draft. I'm not even surprised at that. But at the same time, I sit here and suggest that, you know, there could be some veteran cornerbacks in this group that. You feel confident that if you get Kenny Moore back and you have Juju Brents and Dallas Flowers uh, could definitely be a really solid second corner for you going forward. Even if you wanted to try and get more talent at the spot, you definitely have some areas that you could do that. But I feel what's missing for the Indianapolis Colts in the cornerback room is just basically veteran depth. Uh, Because that was what hurt us last year was, you know, having these young guys who were inexperienced and we got riddled with injuries so much that it just resulted in us having a lot of uh, issues in the secondary. So I just feel like it's good if we get some veteran corners in there as well that really can help just solidify the group. Because you feel good about the young nucleus you have in there right now, but you really got to try to sure it up with some veterans that have been around the league a little bit and know what's going on out
1: there. All right, Derek, what's the next one we have? We just talked about a uh, free agency. Let's talk about the draft real quick.
2: Yeah. So with that being said, with the free agency of uh, bringing in a bunch of secondary guys, I think that it could be very plausible that Chris Ballard puts a huge emphasis On weapons. And what I mean by weapons, I mean offensive firepower. We're talking Shane Steichen going into Chris Ballard's office every week saying, These are the guys that I want. These are the guys that, mixed with Anthony Richardson, Jonathan Taylor, and this offensive line, you've got a nucleus of guys that you can bring out. And every Sunday, can take over anyone. And I have a feeling that there could be a situation, which we're about to talk about here in a minute, where there could be some draft implications where things may change when it comes to the Indianapolis Colts. But I think it's going to be a huge emphasis, not only in the first round on getting weapons, but maybe throughout the entire draft of just trying to find more good weapons that you feel you can use on this offense going forward because yes you have a, sm- a pretty decent nucleus right now but I mean we just don't we don't have another guy that's immediately going to take over right now we know that that's obviously because Anthony Richardson got hurt but it's never a bad idea Cody to keep getting offensive firepower especially with a young quarterback and Anthony Richardson you want him to have as much firepower on that offense as humanly possible. And, you know, I think this is the time to do it right now. Shane Steichen is going to get with Ballard and he's going to say, hey, these are the guys that I want. These are the guys that I know are going to make this team better. Please help us out.
1: Yeah, and and I think also the other thing, like you talked about a little bit, was just the youth that that would go with it as well. You know, you already have a young core of guys. You know, Anthony Richardson, you know, t- twenty one years old or whatever. I think he's gonna be twenty two uh, by the time the season starts. But regardless, extremely young. Jonathan Taylor, you know, still mid twenties. You know, very young. Michael Pittman's gonna turn twenty six. You know, and, and so many other guys that you look at this group. Josh Downs was just a rookie, so he's very, very young. So just adding a couple more big pieces um, that, like you talked about, bring out that firepower a little bit more. I definitely agree, Derek, and I think that is something that if the Colts want to do that, you can kind of bank on these guys growing together. You can really do that. That's what the Colts really did, honestly, with like Andrew Luck with T.Y. Hilton. You know, we saw what they did, even though, you know, the results were mixed from what Ryan Grixon was able to do. You know, you look what he did, He's, you know, Lux rookie year, you know, he drafted two tight ends, he drafted a wide receiver, um, and so I think that's what you got to do, you know, and just continue to add and let these guys grow together, and so if the Colts do that, they get a couple more weapons that are young and, and all that stuff, I think it just helps your squad overall and your offense overall just gel together, and then you have five, ten plus years where you got your guys are together. You know, and they're growing together and they develop that chemistry together. So absolutely love that. Love that. Love the idea of going young uh, when it comes to the offense, because really this, this offense is young when all things considered. I mean, the offensive line is, you know, it's probably the oldest unit. But like when you look at it, you know, all the skill positions are still extremely young. And, you know, why not let the young guys grow together as opposed to maybe going out and getting a, like a veteran guy like a Mike Evans or something like that? Uh, I am totally good with that, Derek. So definitely agree with you there. Um, you talked about you know the draft a little bit more uh, and another potential thing the Colts could do. Talk to me about that real fast. What's something the Colts could potentially do here in the draft um, that you think could be very plausible?
2: Yeah, I think a another big thing is going off of that argument is if you feel, if Shane Steichen especially feels that, proudly about an athlete that he thinks is really going to transform this team going forward, then I would not be surprised if the Indianapolis Colts decided to trade up. You know, that is definitely a situation. We don't see it very often with Indianapolis. Um, They do it sometimes, but it's typically in say typically like the third or fourth round when they trade up you know, for those mid-round kind of players that they're really hoping to dig their way into. But very rarely does Indianapolis under Chris Ballard ever make a move. That kind of importance moving up in the draft, early in the draft, especially in the first round, it's typically going the other way. But, like I said, Cody, you and I have talked about this for the whole entire year that Shane Steichen has given Ballard a new perspective on how to approach this the way that they approach talent. Really, Shane Steichen is not afraid to publicly let uh, Ballard know, hey, this is what I want, man. Like, this is what we need to get out here. And you and I have mentioned it before. Frank Reich, it felt like just more like Frank Reich really wasn't, As involved in the players that they were getting, or maybe he just wasn't as good at bringing in the talent. But I think Steichen has a different feeling on the matter. And Steichen likes to be a little bit more aggressive for the players that he feels is going to help make this team better. And you know what? If there's a player at 10 or at 11 or 12, or maybe even slightly before that, that you say, hey, we cannot live without this guy. Or this guy is just going to immediately make us great, then pull the trigger. I mean, honestly, I know there's not a ton of draft picks that you have for Indianapolis right now. We still haven't gotten our, we didn't even get any comp picks. But at the end of the day, again, if you have a feeling that there's a weapon out there that immediately transcends your offense, and you did all this work in the offseason and free agency with, getting depth at the secondary, then what's stopping you from going ahead and trying to get that great, great player that you're so desperate to try to get on this team.
1: Yeah. For sure. You know, like you said, that's not just something that the Colts really have done. But again, we've never really seen a situation, Derek, where the Colts have had that opportunity, right, with Shane Steichen, that, that should, I should say, um, where they've had the chance to trade up and they haven't done it. You know, we just don't know. Uh, and like you said, Shane Steichen, a lot more demanding of Chris Ballard. And I think that honestly makes Chris Ballard better. I mean, you talked about it, Derek, like the type of players the Colts get. I Immediately, my mind went to Josh Downs because – you know, if that was Frank Reich, the Colts aren't drafting Josh Downs. Let's be real. Like, you know, so, so you know, Shane Steichen is not afraid to say, Chris, I need this player. Give me this guy. You know, like he's not afraid to say what he truly wants. Um, and I think that's what you want a head coach. You want a guy that can push back a little bit and give his opinion and make his opinion uh, be the thing that happens. You know, because he's ultimately at the end of the day, he's the guy that's coaching these players. He's the guy that's working with them day in and day out. And so he knows what type of players he wants to scheme with and wants to use and the type of personalities as well that he wants to have in his building. So, yeah, absolutely would agree with you there. I would not be surprised, although I wouldn't be surprised the other way either uh, if the Colts traded back. So it'll be interesting to see. But, yeah, if there is that player, I mean, I'd be interested to see how that that would work if the Colts would actually do that. And I know there will be people who will say, Colts have never done this. Why are you guys even talking about this? Well, I would—I guess—I would argue like the Colts have never been in a position where they've had a head coach under Chris Ballard that will demand that if he feels this necessary and deems that if they don't draft this player, they're going to live to regret it. You know, so that's what I would say for that. But it's going to be interesting nonetheless to see how the Colts approach that. I like that prediction, although we'll see if the Colts do indeed if they identify a player and they want go after him, will they do? Will they make the proper moves to go up there and get him? So. Very interested in that. Derek, the last one we want to talk about here, I know we've talked about it a ton, and I've been the biggest proponent of it, I would say. Um, But I would say, Derek, also, based off of the way that Chris Ballard kind of talked about this position at the end of the year presser, I wouldn't be shocked if the Colts don't really make any significant moves at the edge position. As much as you and I feel strongly the Colts should do this, I do wonder how much of it, you know, kind of similar to the offensive line last year, you know, where they say, hey, this unit has a lot more talent than we're getting out of it. And we want to bring in another guy like the Colts did, you know, last year with uh, you know, with Tony Sperano. We want to bring in another guy like a Tony Sperano and see truly where this unit is. And if okay, at the end of next year, it's the same kind of result, okay, then we go make the big splash. So I would say Derek I wouldn't be surprised the Colts they feel all right about it they feel like there's bigger needs for them you know the the unit you know at the end of the day it was still had its moments so it wasn't like it was completely barren so I wouldn't be shocked Derek if the Colts don't really attack edge like you and I believe they need to
2: Yeah, uh, we've been saying that for the longest time is we don't necessarily think Ballard will, even though you and I have definitely been on the side of doing it. Just a reminder, everybody, that just because they had high sack numbers this last year, overall, from an effective pass rush perspective, uh, they were not very good at getting overall pressure on the quarterback. So there definitely still needs to be some things to work out. Now, of course... You would hope that Ebucom can make another step forward. You hope that Quitty Pay can continue to rise. You hope Dio Dangbo. This was the coming out party. You know what DeForest Buckner can do for you. So, I mean, yes, we have a good collection of guys that are that are that are good talents that can make things work for you. But overall, who is going to dominate each game? You haven't really gotten one of those yet. And I know that a lot of people are not ready to move on from this argument. I know a lot of people are saying that, you know, only clinging to the sack numbers. And that's the only thing that they care about is the sack numbers. You can't sit here and say that these guys aren't good because they're because of the sack numbers. Like not saying they're not good. I'm saying that they're not elite. And that's the problem, is you need an elite edge rusher for the kind of defensive scheme that we're presuming we're gonna have to run for the future with Gus Bradley running this defense. So you need an you need a elite edge guy to help get pressure. You need a elite secondary to help cover all these zones. You think that you're more closer to it with the secondary than you are with the edge guys, because we don't know for a fact that these edge guys are going to actually turn the table on that. But we will just have to see, Cody. It's it's going to see, we're going to have to see what happens. Who knows if they think there's a guy in the draft that'll do it. But I, I know you and I have said several times that we think that the, uh, the free agent class is where you want to try to make a big splash on that. Well, we're just going to have to wait and see.
1: Yep, exactly. You know, yeah. And again, you know, at the end of the day, these are all needs for the Colts. We've talked about all the needs. But Derek, it's likely that there will still be some of the same needs next year. Like, let's just be honest. It's really difficult to fill out all these needs, you know, in one offseason and truly address them like they probably properly need to be addressed. And so maybe next year for some of these positions, the Colts, you know, feel like they can not get by because that sounds bad, but you know, like they still feel like they have some guys that potentially could still pan out um, in the way that they want them to. To make a few changes here or there, right? Because again, Derek, we saw coaching mattered. I mean, let's be honest. Like the offensive line, like last year, how many of us were almost ready to ship out Ryan Kelly? And look what he did. You know, look how the, the leap that he made where he was to where he became. You know, Will Fries took a big leap here in, you know, his next season. And so, like, maybe the Colts feel like if we get a guy in the building who can have a similar effect to Tony Sperano just on the opposite side of the ball, maybe then we can finally have Pay live live up to his potential as a pass rusher. Maybe then Dio, even though he had a breakout season, he can become even better as a pass rusher, you know, like you mentioned, Ebukam, maybe he can even get better, you know, and some of these young guys, Aditamiwa, Adabawari, who you drafted, who really didn't play a whole lot, you know, there's a lot of different guys that the Colts have invested pretty decent capital into, and so, like, I could understand, even though I don't agree with it, the logic behind that, so that's kind of where I stand out, and if the Colts like to do that, you know what, Uh, We'll probably have the same conversation next year, but I would love to be proven wrong on that. I would absolutely love it. But we will see, Derek. We will absolutely see. Absolutely. Well, that's
2: going to do it for this one, guys. Let us know your thoughts. What are some bold predictions that you have for the Indianapolis Colts for this offseason? What do you think the Colts are going to do and what they're not going to do? But let us know in the comments below. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always,
0: go Colts.